0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. This is a little update for Midnight Movie Confessionals. I just saw the trailer for No Time to Die, and... Well, I'm actually excited for it. I'm sorry if I sound a little stuffed up, or what have you. I just had a bit of a rough day today. Some things went down I don't want to discuss over a podcast... That's for something else, for a different time. <laughs> but, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I hope it was all well. But I just saw the new trailer for No Time to Die, the new Bond film. And this is my reaction to it. Like, I, quite frankly, am just unsure what to... Actually, say about it really mostly because I just never expected it to kind of go in a direction where we don't actually have Bond as 007. Like when we see Ralph Fiennes playing M saying, Where's 007? you'd think we're talking about James Bond, not uh, some other person with the same code name as James. And that's what kind of bugged me a little bit. It didn't rub me the wrong way as like any hardcore Fleming fan is probably like hit the roof screaming blasphemy or some other rubbish like that because they're all pissed off because they're a man or whatever. Like it's meant like Fleming said it properly, if I'm honest, many years ago, but he did it at a time where it was wrong to really say it. But at the same time, he was allowed to say because it, it was his story. He said it was for heterosexual adult, heterosexual adult readers. That's what he said it was more or less for. And you know what? There's more than heterosexual people out there. This cis, like all this cisgender, transgender, non-denominational genders, like all these things. There's so many genders out there. I don't want to misprint. I don't want to make it sound like I'm being horrible that way because I'm not. I'm just saying he, at the time, was a little misogynistic with it, but at the same time, that's what Bond is. He's a misogynist. So, having this new character be 007 and not James Bond be 007 is, uh... I hate to say it's diff- It's different, I don't want to say that's a good thing or a bad thing, because I haven't been able to uh, say yes or no to it yet. But. But I will say, as I like the idea, that they're trying to progress. They're trying to make it more progressive, which is good. But. I feel like we've gotten this title before. Like, I feel like anything involving Die has been a little recycled in some ways. We've had, if I recall correctly, in the past 50-plus years of the Bond films, and I'm going backwards from the most recent one that had anything involved with that word, die. We had die another day. Tomorrow never dies. What else do we have? I know we had... Okay, maybe not, but License to Kill, maybe, I would say, was, like, like something involving death. Like that. Like, that's what I mean. And then we had A View to a Kill. Like, okay, let's... Let me take a look at the whole Bond films. Okay. Okay, like, if I look correctly at all the ones that Eon Productions has made, going back to 1962, to now, because I don't count anything... Like, so, no time to die. Die another day. Tomorrow never dies. License to kill. A view to a kill. The man with the golden gun. You can count in some ways. Live and not die. You could also say the same. And then, also, you only live twice. That sounds kind of dangerous as well. Like, there's, like, one, two, three, four five, six, seven, eight movies or so with that sort of, I don't know what to describe it as, but you kind of should know what I'm talking about a little bit, like, it's a little much, you know, like there's a little bit much coming out of that, it's like, come on now, you guys can slow it down a little bit on the titling, but you know what, It, it bugs me a little bit. Like, it just bugs me that they kind of used anything about death or what have you in such a term constantly, but then again, that's a lot of spy movies nowadays that's what the you know what I'm gonna say this right now Matthew Vaughn, the guy that's made the Mark Miller films the Kingsman films, he's kind of said it correctly in a little in the past little while like he I remember he's kind of said in a sense through Colin Firth to quote him. <laughs> The spy movies have gotten a little serious for his days. And they have. They've gotten a little too serious for me as well. But I still love the Bond films. They can still be campy. But I feel like they've taken such a serious turn in the past little while. And this new one with uh, the Bond villain being called Safin? or Safin, I don't know exactly. With this sort of Phantom of the Opera-like mask. It really turns some... Directions towards something I don't know. Like, he's really meant to get under Bond's skin, and he's being played by Rami Malek, whom I can definitely say I love in, like, just... in most honorable of ways. Like, he was amazing in Bohemian Rhapsody but that's a different story. I won't go into Bo-Rap. That's... That's no, no. I'm not gonna go into Mr. Robot or anything he's done in the past. But what I will say, in the trailer, what I did like is that we did see someone... That we want we last saw Inspector Franz Oberhauser, also known as Ernst Stavro Blofeld, and quite frankly, I like that we see him again, but I don't like how he's become almost like Hannibal Lecter in the trailer. Now, this movie comes out in April of this year. You will have me when the movie does come out. I will be making a Midnight Movie Professionals review. And I will talk more about what I think about it. What I think about how Kari... Kari Joji Fukunaga... Fukunaga? Let me take a look. I don't want to butcher his last name. But I think it's... Kari Koji... Kari Joji Fukunaga. Yeah. If, uh... He does well with it, and he does well. And this has been a five-year gap between movies. Like, I don't think we've had that much of a gap between movies in such a long time. Like, we had, I think, the longest gap we've ever had in any Bond franchise, really, besides between License to Kill and Goldeneye, because I think there was, okay, they went 1962, like... The first couple of films they did, 1962, 1963, 64, 65, and then 67, and then 69, 71, 73, 74, 77, 79, 81, 83, 85, 87, 89, and then 95, 97, 99, and then 2002 because of nine eleven, And that was the last of Brosnan. And then they have a four-year gap between Brosnan and Craig, which was not bad. Then they had a two-year, and then it was like a four-year, then a three-year, and now it's a five-year. So they've taken some time to develop this movie, but there was a lot of, I hate to say bickering between Daniel Craig and the producers of, of the team of Eon Productions, which is Cubby Broccoli and, Michael, like, Cubby Broccoli's daughter, Barbara, and Michael G. Wilson, his stepson, or son of the, I can't remember, whatever, that's beside the fact. The point is, this movie looks good. This movie looks very good. It's going to have a lot of history involving Madeline, I guess. And a little bit more of Bond's history in some ways. But it's also going to deal with the fact that we don't see him as 007 this time around. It's someone else that's taken the reins as 007. So that's another thing. Like, we don't know who the person is that play. I don't know the name of the person that plays 007 or 007 properly in this one. But I do know the way they go about this route is not going to look good. This might be the last we ever do see of the true 007 series, maybe, folks. But I'm only speculating. I'm only giving you my reactions to the trailer. It comes out April 6th or April 8th, if I recall correctly, in North America. And if I see an early screening of it, I will tell you what I thought of it. If I can actually talk, because my plan is I'm going to try and do something involving some cosplay in the form of Jaws, played by Richard Keel. May he rest in peace. I might do something like that, or I might just go as Bond. I don't know. I do not know, because I don't have any special effects work that I can make up, well, like any special effects makeup I can use to make Blofeld's Scar or anything like that, or have a white cat Because I could not pull off a Nero Jagger like Christoph Waltz could. But, like I said, this is going to be a movie that I will go see. If you want to, like, this is just, uh, like I said, this is just an update on the podcast and some news, more or less. Because the trailer came out a couple weeks back, but I never got a chance to really view it because I've been busy with other things and recording other podcasts, more or less. And it's just, yeah. and uh yeah i wanted to let you guys know about that this may be a bit of a short this is a bit of a longer video that I've, I've done in a while but you know what why not i will be recording more episodes of the bebop file of the bebop sessions sometime soon and they will be out and by the time i'm in the midst of recording 25 and 26 and then i will do 27 which will be the second follow-up and then later on down the road i'll get the movie going but after that after the follow-up is done i will start season two right away so until then i will see you next time at the cinemas ladies and gentlemen End transmission